Today's the last day Auburn players can enter the portal. What does that mean about the quarterback position? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a Charlie Thursday this week. Of course, that means we are joined by Auburn message board legend and the host of the Top Button Podcast. That is Charlie Five himself. Casual Friday on a Thursday. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Christmas keeps on happening. The holidays are not over. A bunch of uh, solid transfers were on campus yesterday. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about a big-time offensive tackle that is expected to be here today, Charlie Five. But let's talk about the thing that all Auburn fans are talking about right now, and that is the transfer portal, which closes today, tonight, right. for Auburn, five days after their bowl game. And also, uh, you know, the there there's apparently now a new market for Auburn in regards to a transfer portal quarterback. Hugh Free said the competition was wide open after the bowl game. Maybe a little too honest. Maybe he was trying to get somebody to leave. Who knows? Maybe sending a message. But it does seem like there's been an interest that is kind of built up for Hugh Freeze kind of reaching out to other quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. I mean, can you blame him uh, at this point? Can no. you blame him? You I, I mean, him. you had uh, the the long time to prepare for this game, and then your starter and your backup uh, look somewhat lost uh th throughout the game and and I don't again I don't know if I don't know the the 100% answer if it's if it's just them if it's the scheme if it's uh Philip Montgomery's the scheme that he he puts together if it's the receivers but regardless uh your your starter and your backup looked lost uh in, yeah, in the yeah and game. I've said it before too like I think the offense as a whole is like systematically broken. I don't think it's just quarterback. I don't think it's just receivers. I don't think it's just offensive line and scheme and all of that. It's mm -hmm. all, it, it all needs to be better. It's a different thing each time. You know what I mean? It's a different yeah. thing each time, which may, which lends credence to, to what your point that it's, it is broken. It's the quarterback yep. one game. It's the receiver another game. It's the offensive line. Then it's just, it doesn't seem like anybody can get open. I mean, it, it, it is it, this, this Philip Montgomery experiment has, has, has not panned out um, for whatever reason. And, um, again, I, I just think you can't – I don't know how you can go into uh, – how you can go into spring or go into especially fall uh, status quo. You, you know what I mean? And unless you can sell big time that Hughes taking over the offense, I'm going to call all the plays, and it's going to be completely different. He has um, to, it's gonna, right? Doesn't he have sure. to call plays in 2024? Right now, I think he does. Yeah, I think he does too, but it, it it's still like that's still a tough sell to the fan base to to get people excited for the next year that just watched that. Like you're going to be, you think you've got to sell that you're the difference, you're the missing link, uh, and all this. Now coupled in, you are going to bring in some you know talented receivers and things like that. But I just think, sure. I think you got, I think you got to have, you got to bring in, a guy in for at least competition. Yeah. I mean, I guess the the only reason I push back about the competition thing is you need guys to leave. I don't think they want yeah. more than four scholarship quarterbacks, but 
I think there's a chance if you bring somebody in, like there may be guys that leave regardless, at least after spring. Um, and I think there is some strategy in waiting to be extremely active in the transfer portal until yes. the, the 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 window closes for Auburn. Yep. As as bad as that may sound, I mean, it, I, I honestly think that's that's the case. Like when I say competition, yeah. I'm talking about a spring all out slugfest. Uh, we want as many people here as we can. We got to figure this thing out. Uh, and you can't have people bolting. I don't. I don't. I, you you can. I don't think you want people bolting uh, before spring practice. And if you show mega interest, and I think that's probably kind of been the theme all along. Uh, you know, if you show a lot of interest in a quarterback early, uh, you could you could lose guys that you, you're not prepared to lose. And then if you don't get them, you're in you're in extra. You know. You know what? So. Uh, I, th I think after today, after tonight, uh, you'll probably see the uh, quarterback talk pick up big. It could be that there's it's a guy in the portal. It could be yeah. a guy that's pop that's not you know not in there yet. I like just like what happened with Peyton Thorne. Uh, but I, again, I think you at least got to wait until tonight until there nobody can leave basically until spring before that really that talk really starts to heat up. All right, so I'm gonna list. Four quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And I just want your raw reaction. I'll give you my opinion as well. Let's go with Caden Salter, who is the, the newest big name to enter the portal. Of course, the former Liberty quarterback, Coach Freeze, coached him or recruited him and all of that. You bind that there's a chance for Caden Salter to come to Auburn. Absolutely. I, I think it makes the most sense. Uh, it's a guy that can do a little bit of both. He's got the familiarity with freeze calling plays and running an offense. Um, I, I mean, it seems like it's it's almost like too perfect. You know what I mean? Like it's it's going it, – which those things typically don't work out. But uh, it, I, it, it kind of feels like a – I don't know. It feels like the, the, the only move, I guess. I don't know. Or the so, most realistic move. So what – I've seen a lot of people say this, and I'm going to push back a little bit. Why do right. you think it's so perfect? Because because the I'm just going to shove you around, Charlie Five. Push me. The <laughs> push my buttons. Let's go. So, I wasn't ready for that. the The main argument for Salter that I'm hearing, and you kind of hinted at, it, I want to make sure you're saying it, is his time with Freeze, his experience and connection with Freeze. He played under Freeze for eight games. In 2022. Okay. Peyton but, Thorne, if you're using that logic, Peyton Thorne played under Hugh Freeze for 13 games this year. Oh, are you done? Okay. So, yeah. So, he, done, first of all, he's shoving. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I, I'm sorry. I had to catch my breath. You shoved so hard. Um, yeah, So, right. he's two full seasons of, of practice. Like, he's, he came in as a fret, or I guess he, after he left Tennessee, he came in there as a yeah. freshman. So, he's gone through two full two full cycles with freeze and he was supposed to be the guy uh two years ago but he got injured um the the reason i say it's so perfect is because it's to me it's an easy perfect from the standpoint not necessarily to say that um it's it's necessarily like the best best quarterback that you could possibly get but as far as like getting a guy now that's got talent that can that can compete it seems like, I don't know, the connection and everything, that's why I say it's perfect if you're going to add somebody. You. Whereas, like, these other guys, like, you can you can throw um, throw whatever you want to at Cam. I mean, I guess you can keep throwing money at Cam Ward. I mean, Seth Hennigan, uh, are, I'm sorry, I don't yeah, want to steal Yeah, let, let's yeah. keep going through the list. Let's keep going yeah. through. Are, are you good with Salter? 
Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I like Salter. Salter? I, I like Salter. I think he'd be a good fit at Auburn. Seth Hennigan, the transfer quarterback from Memphis. It sounds like Memphis is on the table returning to Memphis. It also sounds like Miami is a big factor for him. But it we heard kind of Auburn talking and being interested in him early in the window, and then things kind of fizzled out, and Hugh Freeze publicly was like, yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. And then after the bowl game, it, it almost seems like there's been some pressure put on Freeze to, to bring in a quarterback. So um, Hennigan... I think makes sense. I, I think I actually like him as far as a fit in 2024 more than I like Salter. Yeah. I don't know why I'm probably just wrong, but something about him reminds me so much of Peyton Thorne. <laughs> I feel like you're, they're the similar size. They throw yeah. the ball similarly. They, they run the, they run similarly. I can't say that word. They run sort of the same, sort uh, of the same. They just look, they look, it just seems like Shove you're getting me. another, I get you're getting another thorn. Um, but I mean, he is super consistent and he's thrown for like 3,500 yards three years in a row, uh, and a pile of touchdowns. But it's never seemed like it's really picked up, uh, like legitimate traction other than just I think most maybe just fan uh, wish casting from 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 fans more than anything. Here's here's what I think is the difference, and you know, hindsight's 2020, and this should have been a bigger conversation when Peyton Thorne joined over the summer, but. We've seen Hennigan succeed without throwing to NFL wide receivers, future NFL wide receivers. Peyton, that wasn't really the case. And so I do think that matters. I do think sure. that's something we can grab and say, hey, you know, Cam Coleman's going to be the best receiver that you've ever thrown to. And you're going to get to do that all throughout spring, summer, and fall before you guys are fully ready to go. So that's one that I think is interesting. Uh, there's two more quarterbacks I want to get your thoughts on that are in the portal, that have been somewhat linked to Auburn. And we'll discuss those guys in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Charlie Five, can you imagine buying tickets on an app that's not Game Time? Makes no sense. I would shove you. I would shove you if you did that. Why? Oh, no violence, of course, associated with the sponsor. But, of course, Game Time I just can't imagine having to worry, Charlie Five, when it comes to buying tickets. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be light. No shoving involved. Well, but with game time, uh, you, you don't have to do that. You don't have to feel worried at all. In fact, I feel lighter just talking about game time. Uh, they've got deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. If you hate first quarters, game time is for you. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download Game Time today. It's free. It's in your app store. Use code Locked On, all one word. Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an, an account. To redeem code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Charlie Five joining us on the show today. Two more quarterbacks. I want your thoughts on. Hit it. Cam Ward, the whole for, the former Washington State guy. I mean, he was really linked to Miami. And it's just the smoke has kind of come out again. He said he was declaring for the draft, but didn't sign for an agent, which to me means he hasn't actually declared for the draft yet because he hasn't signed an agent to represent him. I think this was a move and a ploy for him to say, Hey, I um, you know, I'm still here if you if you come calling strong enough. And sure. I, 
I, I think I think Auburn has reached out to him. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I mean, it, it came out, uh, I think, was it Matt Zenith or somebody on Twitter said that, you know, Auburn's name wasn't even really in the mix. Then all of a sudden, the night before he declares or the night maybe that he did declare, uh, Auburn's in the mix and Miami's already looking for other options. So, uh, again, I don't know why a kid that's probably going to be, uh, you know, very, very late round guy would go would declare and not sign with an agent. Um that, that makes no sense whatsoever from a professional standpoint. Uh, so maybe he hasn't closed the door all the way. I think he'd be electric. Uh, and I think he's probably one of the maybe two quarterbacks in the uh, in the portal this, this season. I think maybe elevated, uh, maybe would elevate uh, the, the wide receiver, maybe make the guys better around him and not necessarily have to – you don't necessarily have to surround him so much. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, it's, I don't know. I honestly, I get a feel like he just doesn't want to do school anymore. He's been in school quite a bit, yeah, shade under a shade under a decade. So he may just be done. He may just be done with school and be like, I'm just going to take my chances. So, uh, and yeah. then if the right offer comes along, you know, whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, Miami really thought that they had him. And, and oh, that didn't he happen. did a commitment video. Like he was doing like commitment graph videos and yeah. stuff like that with Miami. Yikes. And then he did an NFL draft video. Right. It's crazy. Yep. Had us in the first half. Not going to lie. All right. Last guy, <laughs> USC transfer, Malachi Nelson. Um, has the tools, doesn't have the experience as these other guys that we're talking about. I don't know if that really changes the calculus for what Auburn does in 2024 if they bring in a Malachi Nelson, but. Worth mentioning because there's been some ties between him and Auburn. Sounds like Auburn has looked into him. Sure. I, again, this to me that I, I don't really know how this that fits in the situation because I don't know that he'll be a significant yeah. upgrade over Thorne. Other than if you bring him in because you want to just make your room as a whole possibly better with maybe you know if if Holden were to leave or or something like that. I mean, yeah, maybe that that's move what, says, maybe, "Hey, Holden, I want you to transfer." That's that's what that move would say to me. Sure, that I, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. Kind of like Don, you know, Dante Moore. Like if you bring brought in, brought in somebody like that, and or Malachi, you know, is it Nelson Malachi? That's that's kind of what I feel like you're saying. You're you're just trying to make the room better, and you're not trying to find the the starter for uh, 2024. Not saying he couldn't come in and win, but because uh, he was like the number one player in the whole country uh, mm -hmm. in last year's cycle. But uh, still, it's just I I just don't I don't know that that's really feasible at this point. How many more wins do these quarterbacks bring? I don't think any of them, but Cam Ward really changes like how many games I think Auburn wins next year. And I don't actually know if he does, if he, if him coming would change that many games that I think Auburn's going to win next year. I think the biggest way to change how many games Auburn wins next year is for Hugh Freeze to call all the play, like 100% call all the plays. So if you couple that in, uh, I think you win more games just based off of that. But if if I'm looking at him, I'm, I think Cam Ward. I think Cam Ward is worth possibly, you know, at least two more wins in my opinion. And then I think you know Salter may be a, a wash or, or could possibly steal you a, a win, one one and a half wins just because of the what he can do with his legs. Yeah, I mean it's not like Thorne's a bad runner though. So he's an indecisive runner, though. I think he he's slow. He's he's never he's, really had to do it before to that extent. I, I think I, I think he got better at it over the course of the year. Yeah, but he's not a thousand yard 
rusher. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Salter. I'm with you. I'm I, with I get you. it. I get the defense uh, that the defenses that he played against, but he has the ability to do that at this level. I think sure. from the uh, Russell Wilson type ish kind of kind of quarterback. So I, I mean, I could see that type of that type of player, and I think that's the kind of guy Hugh Freeze. I mean, he's he's really a lot like Walker White. If you think a little bit less. There's 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 some similarities there as well, just not quite as built, not quite as big as a Walker White. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm excited about the future of this room. You just need a year or two. You need a stopgap. And a Salter, Caden Salter, two years. I don't love the timing of that. Yeah. I I, I prefer the one year of Thorn just from a timing standpoint. Uh, because then you can kind of really open it up. Say, okay, hold in if you if you choose to stay. Hold in versus Hank versus Walker White, and all these guys will have been in the system for multiple seasons. Like that's ideally, that's ideally what you want. And then you know, especially if you can bring in a KJ Lacey after that, and you start stacking all these quarterbacks that stay in the system for a minute, and then the transitions don't have to be as dramatic. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it, at the end of the day, Hank's going to take everybody down anyway. So that I mean, are you that's a believer? Just, are you a believer in the baby goat? How I'm, proud of you <laughs> of Hank? That was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. So the first throw he made, I was like, "Wait a minute, Holden just ripped that one." And then I looked, and it was not Holden. And uh, and then he throws the bomb, uh, the fifty-two year old fifty-two yard bomb on, on, on a string on, on the money. Throws a throws a they call Beautiful. it a dot now. Through through the dot dot. Uh, he dotted him uh, down there. So uh, I mean, I, that was awesome. That was that was the highlight of the whole game. Uh, watching that, that was great. So I think Hank's taking down everybody anyway. So I didn't y'all... realize the reach of this show until oh, everybody called him the baby goat. I I didn't realize it. That really put it in my like, oh my because I haven't said that on the show in like six months. So I was just like, between going that on? and between that and Boog, it's crazy. But the Hank may the baby goat may have out outgrown Boog, which is crazy. I think so, which is awesome, which is so great. So good for him. I had somebody stop me in I had somebody stop me in AutoZone the other day talking about the baby goat. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. It was awesome. It made me yeah. so happy. Yeah. No, I'm sure you're returning something because you uh, you go to eBay Motors for all of your uh, your parts, exactly. which is totally fine. Which is totally exactly. fine. All right, coming up. Auburn uh, had several transfers in. I did it again. <laughs> you did it again. Uh, and every time it's totally Vandal. just not needed. Vandal's <laughs> yeah, yeah. great too. Uh, yeah. All right, we'll discuss. Uh, we'll discuss the transfer portal. Uh, the transfer visitors that are happening this weekend, and some uh, were on campus yesterday. That's coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. Charlie Five, you love Alumni Hall. I do. I love that place. More than anything, <laughs> way more than AutoZone. <laughs> AutoZone's the worst. I left. I turned around and left. I was like, "Give me out!" Yeah, here. AutoZone does not have officially licensed Auburn swag. Alumni Hall, on the other Verified. hand, they do. It's all legit, and it doesn't matter if it's for you, your significant other, your children, your pet stuff for your wall, stuff for your desk, stuff for your tailgate, stuff for your car. They've got it all covered. And uh, in three physical locations in uh, in Auburn, Opelika, and uh, in Huntsville, and also at alumnihall.com. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check them out. They're the best. They're the best. Uh, all right, Charlie Five. Auburn had three guys 
on campus yesterday transfers. Let's start with, I think, the biggest one, both physically and from an impact standpoint. Literally. Isaiah Rakes, um, Texas A&M defensive lineman. has got one year left of eligibility. He was a rotational guy. I think he started one game last year for them. It was against South Carolina. But he's a rotational piece uh, there. I think he's solid. And this is this is a room where we need bodies and upside. And I, and I think he offers that. I think this is more than a body. I think Texas A&M, from what I understand, uh, would like uh, base wanted to go with a four-man front, and every time they would go to a three-man front, this was their nose tackle. This is your nose tackle, and people that freak out and they're like, "Oh, we need the five-star. We need the five-star." He graded like one point behind Walter Nolan that went to Ole Miss. Okay, right. uh, as far as defensive line, so this is not a kid that's just. Uh, I, I don't think he's just a body. He is a big body. But I think this is a guy that could be your, um, you know, hopefully could possibly be your starting nose and free Jason uh, Jason Jones up to be able to uh, to be able to play that di- disruptive Marcus Harris role uh, at six six three hundred that he is. Uh, I-, I think that would be awesome. And and yeah. uh, I-, I this is a big big I mean big dude. And they said he was he's I think this is Thursday, so he's he stayed the night, spent a lot of time uh, with freezing staff, so. Um, hopefully by the time we're listening to this, maybe he's called off all the other trips and he's going to go ahead and go ahead and commit. I think that's, that's a very important get. Uh, that will be a very important get for this, the, this defensive line room. Uh, yeah. we, we got to have guys. And we've talked about how good Hugh freeze has been at closing guys at, at the high school level. Uh, Jeremy Garrett has to be in that conversation too. I mean, what he's been able to pull off over the last month to 45 days if this is a guy that Jeremy Garrett has his eyes set on, Isaiah Rakes, the former Texas A&M defensive lineman, I, I think I think you got to feel good about Auburn's chances. So we'll certainly see. That's a guy worth watching for sure. Uh, hey, and he visited. We, he visited. He visited somewhere before, and he didn't commit. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. We typically I love that. Like, we had him. We had him scheduled for a visit, and they committed before they got here. So that's yeah. Good. That's yeah. That's Primarily up. offensive lineman, it seems like, but still, that's great. <laughs> Uh, Rico Walker, he is a the former Maryland tight end, athletic tight end, moves really, really well. Um, I think he'd be relevant in the passing game for sure. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. But he was on campus last week. And there's been a lot of talk about him for the last few weeks. Charlie Five, this is just a name that hasn't really gone away. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he finally got on campus, I think, is valuable. Yeah, it's got a uh, big-time Rivaldo Fairweather uh, feel from last year, and it just so happens they play kind of the same position. So uh, I think his dad played at Auburn. Um, we kind of finished somewhere in the top two or three uh, when he was being recruited. Uh, and like you said, freaky tight end. We lose a pile of them after this season. So uh, a young guy that you can get in, uh, maybe get some playing time, get some development, and he can kind of take over uh, in 2025. So. I think that would be a good Yep, then the last one, Toledo cornerback, R.J. Delancey, Delancey, the third. third. There's two more of him, which is exciting. But R.J., we need corners. There's no question about it. Both depth and, I think, potential starting caliber players. I I think this guy's solid. I don't know if he's a starter. I don't think he's better than Kayan Lee or Keontae Scott, unless they want to move Keontae Scott inside for some reason. But I think... um, yeah. So I mean, actually, to to that point, to that point, uh, I actually love this guy. Okay, if you look at okay. his, first of all, he 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 spent most of his time in the, I think at nickel. 
I think that's that's the majority of his snaps. The bowl game, he played like 52 snaps at outside corner, but I don't think that was by design. I think that was out of necessity because, you know, people go to the portal, people uh, hold out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at him, he's the number 32 overall graded quarter corner. On PFF, it's assuming what I'm that, that you're going to say on PFF. So uh, yeah. I'm with you. Up oh, there, you Nin- are. Hey. Yeah. So so 32nd overall uh, and 19th overall in pass uh, coverage. So I like this guy. I think he could be a starter right away. At nickel or at outside? I think at nickel. I think you could bring him if 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 the move is to keep Keontae on the outside. I think he could be a starting nickel. I really do. I'm excited about him. So then your starting DBs would be, if they got this guy, you think it would be, he would start at nickel. Your outside corners would be Kay and Lee and Keontae Scott. Yes. And then at safety, what are you looking at there? Do you think it's um, you know, the, the think Juco kid? The Juco guy's going to factor in there. I think you're going to have a portal edition and then uh, battle Sylvester out. Smith, the, man. Sylvester Smith, man. Sylvester Smith's not going anywhere. Exactly. And then you're going to have some of the younger guys battle it out. All right, then last guy, this guy is visiting today as we record this Wednesday night, but he did visit Arkansas, so we'll see what happens. We've got a terrible track record uh, (laughs) with that, but we'll see. Percy Lewis, offensive tackle, Mississippi State, visiting Arkansas yesterday, visiting Auburn today, visiting Ole Miss, I believe, tomorrow. And this is a guy that apparently when he entered the portal, Ole Miss thought it was for them. Yeah. We'll see. They are. He is scheduled to visit them last, but 6'8", 345. Yeah, How do you crazy. live a normal life being that large? Like, that's insane. <laughs> I agree. I don't know if you remember, but we actually recruited – this guy's a Juco – I think he was a Juco guy that uh, we really had as like top of our list when Harson was here that we obviously just didn't get. So there's some, there is some familiarity with Auburn there. So that would be – I think he could be – he could be the guy that, that – that, is able to get Dylan Wade to be able to move inside. I think he could. I think he could be a a, a starting left tackle. He's graded out really well last year. Um, so I, 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 there could be other players that enter. So I don't know if we're going to push or not. But it's good to have him on campus. Um, I'd love to go ahead. And, I'd love to go ahead and just have one pop <laughs> just for just for uh, like my my own sanity. I'm with you, man. And that, that's a position of need. There's no question about it. You got to beef up the trenches. So, Charlie beef Five, uh, how can people check out everything that you've got going on? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five in the Locked On Auburn Discord every single day. Or you can catch me on today, actually, on uh, the Top Button Podcast. The holidays have come, come and gone. We're going to be back every Tuesday and Thursday. So, tune in. We'll have some fun. Yep, absolutely. Find all my written work at auburndaily.com. Click that subscribe button and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.